Hello. Today we are going over the doctrine uh, of God, number eight, sovereignty. And the verses for that is Esther 4, 14 through 16. It says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night, or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. The author writes here that the sovereignty of God, his absolute reign over all of creation, is a doctrine of comfort and freedom for the believer. God not only has the power over all things, but he also orchestrates the events of history to accomplish his good and beautiful purposes. We can trust that no matter what happens, he is both good and in control. Romans 8.28 and Job 4.22 talk about that. Take Esther, for example. She found herself in a strange situation. When her fellow Jews were forced extermination, she realized that God orchestrated the events of her life and placed her in a unique position to rescue his people. At a pivotal moment, Esther was faced with a weighty decision. Would she use her influence to try to save her people, the Jews, from slaughter, even at great risk to herself? Or would she remain silent to secure her own safety? Yes, Mordecai, who tried to persuade Esther to deliver her fellow Jews, did not tell Esther that their fate and therefore God's purpose rested on her shoulders. Instead, he said, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. Mordecai's remain silent at this time and relief deliverance for Jews for um, will arise at another place. Mordecai helped her to see her situation in light of God's sovereignty. As a result, she was able to trust in God, resting in his ultimate control, and say, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Her trust in God's sovereignty gave her assurance and freedom to act boldly. The author continues in the deeper and truth portion and says the knowledge of God's sovereignty gives us assurance that God is present and active in our world and also in our lives. The 17th century English Puritan John Flavel pondered deeply God's sovereignty and personal calling in his book, The Mystery of Providence. Flavel reflected on the truth of Proverbs 16.9 that we plan our own ways, but the Lord, but it is the Lord who establishes our step. He says, God has put us into such a way as neither we nor our parents ever planned. For look how the needle and the compass turns now this way, then that way, never ceases moving until it settles to the north point, just so it is in our settlement in the world. A child is now designed 
for this, then for that, but at last settles in the way um, of employment to which providence designed him. How strangely are things wheeled about by providence. Now, what we or our parents, not, or sorry, not what we or our parents, but what God designed shall take place. Providence, providence is wiser than you, and you may be confident it has suited all things better to your eternal good, and you could do, then you could do, had it been left to your own option. God and his transcendent sovereignty mysteriously and masterfully orchestrates all the details of our lives, even what we consider the detours and failures, to settle us into the true north of his calling. As A.J. or J.I. Packer once put it, you are not strong enough to fall away while God resolved to hold you. Here are unshakable foundations for both the assurance and boldness that we see in Esther, unshakable because they are not based on our own competency or hard work, but rather on the resolve of God himself. And as we more deeply contemplate the mysteries of God's sovereignty, we too on occasion will find ourselves asking, who knows, perhaps I have come to this position for such a time as this. The connecting section talks about uh, we all at some point find ourselves, like Esther, facing a defining moment in our lives and careers. It might be a major strategic t- decision, such as being placed on a high-profile project, facing an ethical dilemma, or making a major life decision. In those moments, we might be tempted by two false ideas. In some cases, we might start to believe that everything, our well-being, our futures, or the good of the organization's hangs in the balance. We might then feel pressured because we view ourselves as ultimately responsible for the outcome of our lives. In other cases, we might have a low view of ourselves, feeling entirely underqualified and inadequate to step into the pivotal position or take risk. And so we might opt out of moving in a certain direction altogether in search of safer and easier routes. To be sure, God wants us to accomplish his purpose. But God's sovereignty reminds us that he is in ultimate control for our lives, not us. We can trust that he will guide us along the the way and he will work all things together for our good. A real-world example of a small business entrepreneur says, I have always enjoyed working with my hands. After college, I taught shop class for 11 years at a public high school. A co-worker often would leave scraps behind the school, old railroad carts, abandoned barn doors, discarded flooring from 19th century homes, items other people would consider ugly wood. He wanted to discard this trash, but I couldn't let it go unused. I saw character and beauty in the knots and the scars. So I took some of it home and built a table for my wife. Initially, nothing more than a hobby developed. Though I was well-liked by my students, I was dying on the vine as a teacher. I was able to support my family, but something didn't feel right. 
So for financial reasons, I took a job selling insurance. It was a low-risk decision, and it made sense to me. But for the next three months, God chiseled away at my heart. I began to sense a calling to take a risk and return to working with my hands. So one day after work, as my wife and I were pulling into the driveway, I told her I didn't think I was supposed to be selling insurance anymore, that it was not easy to say, especially with two kids to feed. We prayed about it, and that night I sensed God saying, go make tables, and in two weeks I'll bring you orders. I experienced a mix of emotions. I was extremely excited. I'm a risk taker, I said to myself, but I was also incredibly scared. I had no experience running a business. Sales, marketing, finance, administration, and working with customers were all foreign to me. Plus, we had good friends advising against our decision. If people who love us didn't think this was wise, was it really God's voice I heard? But I had to make a choice, and I knew that God had told me. In a small way, I felt like Esther before the king, saying, if I perish, I perish. I had to trust God's sovereign lead in this season, even if I felt unprepared or if I eventually failed. That next Monday, I went to my shop and began to build. In two weeks, we had two orders, and that was just from friends who knew me. But word began to spread, and my business started growing. It wasn't a smooth transition. Two years later, my business partner quit on me. I had to renegotiate my dream. My wife went back to work full-time, and I now drive kids to and from school each day. But I have peace in my heart. I have learned to trust God and sovereign that God is sovereign over my life and my business. He won't leave me. I believe that. Like the knotted, discarded lumber, I work with each day in my shop. God can make something beautiful out of me and my work. <clears throat> Sorry. I love the story of Esther, um, and I love how Mordecai was able to come and speak to her and give her, in such few words, uh, wisdom, encouragement, and like a a strong, um, kind of like a, a, a schooling or, or teaching telling her, like, listen, you have a couple choices. Um, the wise thing to do is to trust God and to go do it, but beware of taking it safe. Beware of um, not exposing who you really are and not trusting that God's going to, to use you in this moment. I often flip uh between two extremes. I always say I'm a light switch. I'm a, I'm not a, a dimming switch. I'm either on or off on something. It's really hard for me to kind of find a a middle ground on stuff. You could probably talk to a lot of my coworkers or bosses and they would definitely agree to that. Um whenever they were giving the example of saying that we feel uh, pressured that we view ourselves as ultimate responsible for the outcome of our lives. And so 
this is when we have the the high view of ourselves. So we think that like everything hangs in the balance of those um, business decisions or ethical decisions or whatever. And then it, and oftentimes that would be the approach I would take. I would say I'm here in this moment for this reason. Uh, this is how I interpret the Bible as saying so. Therefore, uh, the situation should go. So therefore, I must speak up and I must go do this stuff, which usually always frustrated people, which would then frustrate me more because often I, <laughs> I wasn't listened to and I'd be like, God, I don't understand. Um, and then I would flip to the other side where I'd be like, well, people don't care. And obviously, I'm not that important in the grand scheme of things of this stuff. And he is control of all this stuff, so why even bother? And then I would just kind of like take a hands-off approach. And really, neither are right. Um, Yes, there are times he might call us to do one of those approaches, but the key there is being in constant communion with him and talking to him about it. And he would show us what to do. Um, Like with Esther, Mordecai more than likely was already in constant communion with God and knew that wisdom and was able to share it to Esther. Esther was unsure, but said, go and fast for three days. I mean, that three days gave her time I mean, she said she was going to go do this because she trusted Mordecai's wisdom and felt like it was right. But during that three days of fasting, she was, I'm sure God was able to give her resolve, give her understanding that he had, he was calling her in that moment to do something. It wasn't, you know, a a rash uh, decision. She could have always backed out if, you know, she could have gone the fast and been like, you know what? God told me not to say anything. So he has other plans, which, you know, then gets confusing because it's like, okay, well, uh, he, like Mordecai said, maybe he had plans. He will bring someone up if if we don't step in when uh, he's calling us to. So the, thing I like about that is it it talks about being in communion with God, seeking his word. Like in Proverbs says, uh, if we submit all our ways to him, he will make our path straight. And then it also, as we've learned about how he's in control, he, he is sovereign, um, that we can trust him. We can trust that uh what the enemy meant for evil, he will turn to good. And and in the end, his plans will uh, come forth and will be done the way he wants them to be. Uh, we we n- None of us are strong enough to change that, uh, ac- according to what the author in the, is talking about here in the in this doctrine section. And so it it gives us the wisdom to see 
the danger and going in both extremes, the danger of not being in communion and, and talking with God, um, the danger of acting or the danger of not acting. But to learn to trust him, trust he will always be doing something, whether it's using us or someone else, and the willingness to participate when he is asking us and the willingness to seek him in it. So uh, that's always been kind of a struggle for me is to find where that line is. And I, I'm sure it probably is for, for lots of you uh, who are listening because, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a common theme with a lot of people and uh, you know, they, they might not be as big as saving a business or saving um, a whole nation of people, but we have those moments in our everyday lives. Um, We have our own little worlds, our spheres of influence God has given us with our friends, our families, our kids, um, our communities, and each little decisions we make do affect all of those. Um, and then there are times where we do have to make bigger defining stands that that do impact others. So it's important to trust him in those. In the section where it talks about the small business entrepreneur, recently I've had a little bit of experience with that because I left the bank I'd been working at for 10 years and went off to do uh, lawn care when I first left or when I first, I guess I should say, turned in my two weeks notice. I had no clue what I was going to do. I just knew he was saying it's time to go. And then, you know, as people kept asking me, I kept saying, you know, I don't know, but Worst case, I know how to mow, so I, I I can always go push a mower around and and get money that way. And then one day God was like, I think it was a couple days into it after I turned my two weeks and people were questioning me. After I made that comment, God had kind of told me, um, why are you uh, telling people the thing that I have the worst case scenario is the the very thing that I have called you to do. And I was like, you have, you know, you want me to mow? And he's like, yeah, what? Uh, I've been trying to tell you that, but you're hard at listening. So anyways, eventually when, and I'm still, this is my first year. So I, I understand what he's saying, like taking the risk, not knowing, like you got a family to feed. It's, difficult when you before had a paycheck you knew what to budget what to figure out you knew what you could do to survive or help others out and now it's like each day well we'll see what happens i can trust that god's going to take care of everything but i honestly have no clue where the money's going to come from to you know pay for the next uh the bills the house payment the food it's just each day's a walk of, of faith, I guess you could say. And I liked how he put in there that, you know, God gave him a dream 
But even then, a couple of years down the road, he had to re- renegotiate his dream because circumstances changed. And that kind of pointed back to the the last uh, lesson that I had got to talk about where God gave us something and then we run with it. You know, we might start off with God in it and but and we run with it, but then we kind of veer off and make it into something it's not and then ends up becoming in a way like an idol or like that uh, that bronze snake that we have to kind of keep in check. So with all that to be said, I'm going to go ahead and go lead us in prayer. Father, I ask that you... Well, first of all, I want to thank you for this wonderful day uh, and the the lessons that you've used, Jay, to, to speak to us throughout this last week and, um, and this one going into the weekend. I thank you for the people like Esther and Mordecai who were able to stand up to do what it is you have called them and, and to lead us by example. I ask that you give us the wisdom to be able to know uh, when to stand up, when to be a little... to The wisdom to help be like a Mordecai, to help encourage those who are in moments of their life where God is using them to to do something within their sphere of influence. And also to be like Esther, to when it, we are the ones that are having to take that action, to be willing to take that step forward, to not to take the safe route. And But in the balance of that, to know that things don't hang on our shoulders. It's not all up to us. Yes, there are parts that are up to us, like he said to her, if you, um, God is going to save the Jews, you can partake in it or you cannot. If you partake, uh, you know, he will deliver everything. If you don't, like he'll still deliver the Jews. It's just, you're missing out on it and, and you will have consequences for it. So for us to not make it about us and think that it's all on us and it's, you know, it's all our responsibility that we can trust in God's sovereignty. We can trust in his goodness and his ability to bring his will forth, but also not to go to the other extreme to where we just, trust that he's going to take care of all that and not uh, try to participate in it and miss out on the blessings that he has for us. So um, help us to, to walk that balancing line. Help us to trust in you, to listen to you, to submit all our ways before you so that you will make our path straight, to have the boldness of Esther and the wisdom of Mordecai and to be able to uh, just encourage others and to follow you. And we thank you for all of this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.